Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to the Best Song Ever podcast. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and uh, here joining me on his first day is Kevin C. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hi. Happy I, to have you. Ha- happy to be here, I think. Uh, I uh, I guess I should explain this because I'm not sure. If yeah. I don't know what's going on, but uh, in order to better podcast, um, I had myself severed. Which, uh, if anyone's yeah. seen the Apple TV Plus show Severance, you separate your work persona from your personal persona. Uh, so I became into being about, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds ago. And yeah. I'm excited to, to podcast. Uh, I'm so excited to meet your Innie, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we previously had only podcasted as Audis, but now we are fresh minis i'm just a day old too i just got here a few hours before you but you know we can time moves crazy when you're an innie we can show each other our innies is that the phrase yeah um so i think this is going to be good it's going to be a new chapter in the podcast because we're like basically starting (laughs) kevin hold on let me reach through the screen and fiddle with your head bypass your implant here (laughs) Dude. Hey, huh. Kev, you back? Do you yeah. remember me? Yeah. Hey, do you remember where we first met? And remember when I came up to you at Mad- Madonna University? Where was it? Broadcast Club, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think you re- recalled any of that. That was supposed to tell if you were the real Kevin, uh, but... I think we're good. I hopefully those here's those other people don't come back. Here's the problem: is that the real Kevin? Hella forgetful. Oh, so it, so it's, then so it is you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Who good. You? It's you. Um, yeah, Severance, great show. Probably my favorite show of the year. Very uh, good. Which is why we chose to embody it in our own lives and have the procedure done. Um. But hey, hopefully we can stay as our Audis for the rest of the episode, but we'll see. Because we've got a playlist to discuss. Yes. Uh, it's a it's a day of firsts, really. It is. And it hey, it aligns perfectly with like the first days of our innies. Maybe we should have stayed as our innies, but eh. who knows. Um, I heard my innies we're talking... an asshole. Yeah. Oh, not like your Audi. No. And uh, yeah, so we're talking about best first albums today. Our last mini-sode was about best last albums. We had a lot of like breakups and people leaving music behind or passing away. This week, we got beginnings. We've got artists coming out the gate with an awesome album. So yeah. we've got 10 picks here. And I'll just say like my methodology on this was I tried not to... like. Uh, there are artists that have put out stellar debuts, um, and I think we both kind of touch on artists that are pretty early into their tenure. Um, yeah. But a lot of these albums are artists that have put out stuff since, and yeah, very well might have maybe good, uh, but they kind of nailed it in one. 
So yeah. their albums. That, oh, like, so you're saying like this is the best of. See, because a lot of my artists, I think they released a stellar first album and then went on to have a great career and release a lot more albums that I, I, I would consider amazing. I would say every one of my artists has put out at least two good albums, but their first one is my favorite. Yeah. Okay, cool. And my thinking was uh, just, you know, someone who came out the gate, amazing. And then... I had a lot of very predictable choices and I was like this, I need to be a little, I had a lot, I had arcade fire funeral and mm-hmm. vampire weekend. And I was like, no, that's too obvious for me. I need to think of some, some unpredictable choices. So yeah. let's get into talking about our choices. My obvious pick uh, while you're showing yours was hot fuss by the killers, uh, which I think totally oh, embodies the idea yeah. of nailing it in one and then kind of not, necessarily ever living up to that wait is this an honorable mention i thought you were getting into your first one <laughs> no that's an honorable mention oh okay um yeah that i was considering that one as well mm-hmm. for a second too all right well i wanted to reflect some different eras in music as well in my list so going back to one of my favorite years in music probably maybe my favorite um This is Talking Heads' first album, Talking Heads 77, Stone Cold Classic. Uh, Psycho Killer, obviously, is the big song that everybody knows, but so many great ones like Don't Worry About the Government, the book I read. Uh, The B-sides for this are amazing, like Love Next to Building on Fire. That song is incredible, and it's a B-side. So uh, this just top to bottom is great. It's insane this came out in 77, because this feels very much like early 80s, and I think that just goes to show how ahead of their time Talking Heads were, because this album, like, I, it's it's five years early in my head. Like, if you had to tell me... Really? Because this is very CBGB's, like, 70s I, punk to me. I don't know, but, like, like Psycho Killer, just very much... I mean, that's that's the song I think that's most, yeah. or most familiar with on this album. I could see that one, for sure. And that, like, definitely feels like it's an early 80s thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, that's why I love 77, because it's, like, right in that great pocket where... The 70s sound is kind of trailing off. You're getting a little of that 80s sound in there as well. Um, So, yeah, like I said, they're an example of like their favorite era of me. Mine personally is like fear of music, remain in light. And speaking in tongues is like that is a great album, too. But I'm not as a big fan of their later work, but still an amazing first album. And then so many great albums after that. So they didn't stop. Yeah. My first choice, I reserve the right to put... If we ever do a Best Sophomores album... uh, Okay. I I reserve the right to also put this artist in there because I think that's really the debate that happens. And I am, of course, speaking about Weezer with Blue Album. Of course. The the embodiment of, like, great first album, long career, uh, but Blue is kind of the standard they're held to. And I think they've gotten really close, if not hit it, a few times, even in recent memory, like I've, I've been a fan of some of their recent yeah. stuff. Uh, of course, nobody has stronger feelings about Weezer than Weezer fans do. Um, <laughs> Very in, true. in both directions, because 
They are a band that has right. evolved and grown and done a lot of different things. But they're I, divisive. They're divisive. Yeah, I'm, but I'm yeah. ride or die for Weezer, as the Dude, this... great Matt Damon once said. <laughs> What's that from? It's an SNL skit where they talk about Weezer, <laughs> and it's really the best oh, yeah, modern touchpoint for Weezer. Um, so this is one of two that I'll call out the other one that I was like, fuck, I should have put that one. <laughs> That's like a, a really great choice. And I prefer this to their sophomore album, which I think a lot of people might prefer Pinkerton. I don't know yeah. how people are split, but I prefer Blue for sure. I think Pinkerton is kind of an evolution. Like there, there's some yeah. musical growth there that I really appreciate, but Blue top to bottom, like every song is incredible. Every song's amazing. I chose Buddy Holly because it's my favorite. Uh, you but can't go wrong. I Great. I yeah. literally went through like four other choices before I uh, I made that choice. My favorite would my pick would be "Say It Ain't So," which is my favorite song. In that that was the first one that was on there, and I was like, ah, yeah. "Buddy Holly, though." Oh, that's the first song in theirs I heard. So that's a tough choice. They're both great. Yeah. All right. Well, moving a few years after Weezer. Uh, I've got an amazing debut album and actually it's funny because I had, didn't listen to a lot of albums when I was in like middle school, you know, it was more just songs downloaded on LimeWire and shit. And, uh, so I actually was like, Oh, a lot of the songs I used to listen to were from this first album and like only had one or two from the second album. And I am talking about fever to tell the debut record from yeah, yeah, yeah's. And, uh, I picked the song man, which maps is like all time greatest, but it's the obvious choice, but man just rocks so hard. And it gives us the titular line of fever to tell we're all going to burn in hell because we do what we got to do. And we got the fever to tell baby. And, uh, but like, there's so many rich date with the night pin is awesome. Maps. Why control modern romance? Just, Again, you're not going to go wrong. You're going to find something cool on every song. And Karen O is an absolute legend. Like, I love everything she does. Yeah. And, I mean, I wouldn't say they're, like, underrated by any means because they are very acclaimed and beloved. But I feel like Karen O will definitely go down in history as an amazing artist. And just everything she's done. Like, I love her solo stuff, too. The acoustic stuff. And the stuff she did with Danger Mouse is yeah, awesome. Yeah, really good. Amazing. I and so I wonder if she's a, doing something because like it's been a couple years since she's put anything out. As far as I can she's tell, she's due. She's due for I'd, something. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd love new Karen O music. I hell, for sure. Put out a new Yeah Yeah Yeahs album. It's been nine oh, years. It has. Luke, I'm choosing a group that you turned me on to originally, but I think I have completely fallen in love with, uh, and that's Parcels. I chose the track Lighten Up off their self-titled debut, and uh, they put out an album last year I really love. Uh, It's it's really, uh, I think, like Weezer, a musical evolution, but that first album, top to bottom, is just absolutely top to bottom bangers. Yeah. Um, The Yacht Rock, Daft Punk, uh, Random Access Memories inspired type vibes i loved it yeah. and i gotta give credit to brian because he was the one who introduced me to them and then ah, i see i knew it was one of you levens yep. 
Yeah. Uh, I chose the track Lighten Up, the second one on the album, but really that whole first I run uh, is incredible. Yeah. And like they have an EP that came out before this is also really good, but I that album like we're going to get to comfort albums later. Uh but yeah. just know that this is kind of I, I'll probably bring this as a comfort album it one doubles. day. Yeah, yeah, it doubles for sure. All right. Well, switching swiftly from modern yacht rock to 90s hip hop. I've got Jay-Z's debut album, Reasonable Doubt. And, uh, you know, I was looking at a few different uh, 90s options, a few different hip-hop options. I went with this one. Uh, I picked the song Dead Presidents 2, which is just one of my all-time favorite. The beat is so great. And uh, it's, like, got a fun little intro and just some great lyrics. But then I l- there's so many, like, I this is definitely nostalgia-based for me. I was thinking about when I was hearing uh, my brother and his friend had like a who's on first bit with the song Feeling It by Jay-Z because they're like, oh, this song's good. What is it? Oh, it's Feeling It. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling it, too. But what, what's the song? It's like, yeah, feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling it, too. But what's the name of the song? <laughs> it was like so stupid. So I just have so many like memories with all of these songs and my list, too, just takes me back. And it still holds up every time. And, you know, the Black Album might be my favorite Jay-Z album, but it, this this one is uh, fighting for that top spot with it. Yeah, I, like, obviously I've heard Dead Presidents 2 and a bunch of other songs, but I don't know that I've ever listened to this whole album because, like, I always would go, like, Blueprint Black Album when I was going to listen to some Jay-Z. Yeah, and I might which have to Blueprint go, is up there, too. But. Yeah, I'm going to have to go and check this one out because I'm, I'm not familiar oh. with every track. Yeah, there's some there's some gems that... Uh, I even forget about every time I listen. All right, Luke, you you took us back to the '90s, and I'm yoinking yeah. us into the 2000s. The yoink, Ooh, uh, good one. With like to me, a band that very much represented the year 2009, like the turn of the decade, uh, and that is Passion Pit and their debut project, Manners. Yeah, there. Are some- I don't even know if I. Okay, Sleepyhead's on this, right? I know uh, that song. Sleepyhead is, Little Secrets is, The Reeling, which is a song I really liked. Uh, I don't think I even know those songs, really. Yeah, the, I'm not super familiar with their... This was, I really got into this album, and then like I went and bought Gossamer, their second, when it came out. And yeah. it was good, but it wasn't like as good as this one. You know, like... That yeah. disappointment when you buy an album and you're like, ah. Oh. oh, see, that's the one that I like more takes me back because I feel like I that's the one that I really was re- more popular because of Take a Walk. And yeah. like, uh, it really takes me back to 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely like, I know we're, I had that CD that in my car. I like absolutely yep. guarantee it. Uh, but when I think of 2012, I think of like you and me discussing Mumford and Sons and Pat. <laughs> You know what? I looked. I was scrolling through my my whole Spotify library today, uh, in preparation for this, and I saw Mumford and Sons and gave it like a half second. I was like, uh, "No," um, and just moved past Dude, it. We we were at the at our hotel. Sorry, not to derail you too derail. much, but we were at, at our hotel in Chicago. They would be playing like the most random old songs in the elevator, and some Mumford and Sons, uh, Mumford and Sons song came out, and I was like. I vividly remember us like on the music video shoot where we were at the Apple Orchard, like talking about how good the Mumford and Sons album was, and it just came out. And I was like, 
oh man, I'm just transported back ten years, and it was ten years ago. That's wild. Yeah, these the that Mumford and his sons really do know how to put out a pop folk song. Oh, they sure do. Uh, and now are the theme song for Ted Lasso, which I hear every time. Oh, I watch really? That. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so I went and listened to the album. And it's so good, top to bottom. There's some great, like, punky rock jams. And then there's some, again, like, uh, that blend of, like, going into the 80s. There's, like, some more, like, 80s-sounding guitars that I'd hear on, like, replacements or, like, later 80s alternative rock. And uh, I picked Stop Your Sobbing, which is, it's an older song. It's a cover. It's not an original by them. But I love their uh, version of it. And it's basically like telling someone, if you want to be with me, you need to stop sobbing, okay? Like, this person, I think, is having a hard time. They're crying a lot. And they're like, well, not if you want to be with me. And uh, here, let me see. It was, oh, yeah, it was written by, it was originally a kink song, actually. And uh, so, but the Pretenders version is so great. And uh, the way Chrissy Hines sings, gotta stop sobbing, oh, it's just so great. I I feel like for as big of an '80s fan as I am, I I don't like know any Pretender songs minus the big hits. So like I really yeah. ought to do a deep dive and like dig in because I'm sure there's a bunch of shit in there that I would absolutely adore. Yeah, and I've only listened to a little bit too. I saw them like years ago get inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and so like I knew about them. And then in 2016, because of course Trump uh, got everyone out of retirement. <laughs> I don't think Chrissy Hine was still doing stuff, but she put out an album as Pretenders uh, called Alone in 2016. And it was good. And that was like kind of made me check out some of their earlier stuff, too, because she's just awesome. And uh, I was reading that she really like kind of toyed with male and female gender roles and like would present more masculine. And like at the time was kind of a bold move to do, you know, and so they're just a really cool, unique band because. They've got some more polished poppier stuff and then some harder rocking stuff, which is cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to definitely dive in because yeah. now I'm like sad I haven't. It's a solid debut for sure. So uh a lot of self titled albums in this. Kinda love it. Yeah. This song and album completely sums up a mood that is soon to happen uh, in a certain time period. And that is like the first hot day of summer. Oh yeah. Um, And this whole album, I haven't even said it. It's self-titled by third eye blind. And I, the easy pick would be jumper or semi charmed life, which is the greatest song ever written about meth. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was just thinking. I, I'm choosing the, the guy who wrote that about Matt. Yeah, right? I'm choosing the first track, which is losing a whole year. It's just like a very incredible late nineties, like grunge rock song. The drum fills are fantastic. It kind of takes you on this journey. It's not necessarily uh, so um, static and where it stays like some of their bigger hits like it it, it builds up and it comes back down and, and does that a few times throughout it so that whole album just is such a summer vibe and uh it's gonna get some playtime soon like it does every year for me um so i was actually recently talking about the fact that i mix up 
311, Third Eye Blind, and you would think Three Doors Down, but no, for some reason I think that Mark McGrath is in one of them, so Sugar Ray's in there. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just group all of them together. Um, But I knew, I'm like, I know Third Eye Blind is the one that you like that I think I've heard like, no, no, they're good. Um, Yeah. And I I always forget, is that the Semi-Charmed Life? Because... I hate that song. I mean, no, it's kind of fun, but it's <laughs> no, it's annoying. it's been overplayed and, for uh, sure. Yeah, and uh, I I look, I click over, and I'm like, because I was not familiar with this song. I thought it was fantastic. I it was great losing a whole year, and I click over. I'm like, how is Semi Charmed Life two songs after this this song? Because this is so good. And like, yeah, it didn't sound, you could tell it was from the 90s, mm-hmm. and his voice de- is definitely like perfect for that era, but it didn't sound as dated and sort of cheesy as Semi Chime, because that's a little poppier, but yeah, yeah it, I was like, the guitar sound was great, the drums are great, I thought it was awesome. The screaming at the end really elevated that ending, I, I enjoyed it. The best part about this album, you put it on after a couple beverages of your choice or, you know, whatever you may partake yeah. in and you put it on, you jam to losing a whole year. Uh, the next track, Narcolepsy, is really good. And by the time you're to track three and it is in fact semi-charmed yeah. life, you're just like, you're just like, like you're so into it. Uh, yeah. Like to listen to hate it. If I'm like drinking at a party or a wedding or something, I'll dance to it for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> it's uh it's it's a great album. I love it. That and their their second album, Blue. Like I I hold those in very high regard. No, Blue. That's Weezer's first one. You're ah, beans. <laughs> All right. Well, this next my last pick is actually was kind of the inspiration for me wanting to do best first albums, and it's a modern pick, it's which a good th- pick. we don't usually do. This, yeah, we don't usually like put this is going to be in my touts too, but it's also on the playlist. Uh, and it is the self-titled debut album from Wet Leg, which just came out but a few weeks ago. And uh, I heard this song that I add to the playlist, Shays Long, which thank you, Wet Leg, for teaching me the proper pronunciation because I've been saying Shays Lounge uh, for years. I'm learning and, this just now, yeah. Well, no. Right. There's... If you look at the spelling, it's L-O-N-G-U-E. So the, we always put the u and e before the n but no really there's it's... there's definitely a thing called a chase lounge no this... i'm telling you kev this is like one of those great misunderstandings but maybe now is there's just a modern mutation but anyway chase long by wet leg is an amazing song i heard it last year they put it out and it was like who this band's coming out of nowhere and they have this amazing sound uh, I said like yeah 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 meets parquet courts. Uh, there's so many other like comparisons I could think of. That's really only like describes one or two songs because yeah. they do so much different stuff and uh, it's really cool. They also have like a love of French disco. I think they said too. So they blend all sorts of cool styles. Lyrics are very interesting too. Feels very like Talking Headsy B52s. It's very uh, clever songwriting. Like yeah, it, everything Sometimes is kind a of little absurdist. Yeah, absurdist is a good but... way. Absurdist is a good way to put it because like I was gonna say like a little simplistic, yeah. but it, there always is kind of a deeper meaning to it. Uh, yeah, 
Like I, and, your mom is really my favorite song on this because oh, it's that one's so, so rude to the person it's about. Yeah, but Kev talking about uh, Severance, I love the lyrics on Shay's Long. The is your mother worried? Would you like us to assign someone to worry your mother? It's like that weird dystopian like corporate speak. Yeah, uh, and I just it's it's a strange like, and then. Parts of the song are like kind of horny, you know. The Shay's line, it's like you should be horizontal now, yeah. And so, like, that part's just kind of like I feel like fun and cool. And then blending it with that sort of like dystopian and sort of commenting on like going to school and I got the big D, it's like really clever and interesting writing. And just watching them perform it on uh, The Tonight Show, they kept like laughing at the excuse me, what? And they like look at each other and like laugh. And the band's got such a great energy, and the two of them are some just one of these great duos. Uh, like we just talked about Lucius recently, and like, um, and uh, I was just listening to the album by Bodega. Like, I love a great, like, shared front person, uh, and they're gonna be one of those great duos for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where they go from here because this is such a good debut yeah. that, like, orb it up. Luke, this is the one you were pissed about, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. This is the other one that I was like, I really should have done this because this is an all-time favorite for me. Yeah, and this is Treats from Sleigh Bells. Yes. And that... It is a treat. Yeah. Talking about uh, energetic duo, uh, this album... another great example. Yeah, this album came out of nowhere in 2010 and just, like, blew everyone away. I mean, Crown of the Ground... Uh, Riot Rhythm, Infinity Guitars. I chose Crown on the Ground because I really... I love uh, it, yeah. That that song, it's been used like as a, a Childish Gambino song. That's really yep. good. Um, mm-hmm. And the whole... I mean, just... I Slay Bells has put out really good music that I've really loved since. But there's something so pure about their first album where it was so unexpected of the time. And I, I go back to it still. It is a very good, like... I need to get some shit done. I'm going to put this on and get really motivated. Yeah. Dude, this is a great one. And it's perfect because I started the playlist with 1977, one of my favorite years. My other favorite year, 2010. uh, And that was like my one that like I was experiencing it as new music, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, This was one of my favorites. Definitely a reason I love that year. The Monitor by Titus Andronicus. uh, Yaysayer with odd blood and there's like just so many of my favorites came out that year but um it also takes me back to like when i was uh going to jackson a lot because i like was hanging out with my friends we were playing music we played in a band played one show in uh his friend's dad's barn and uh it, it was a fun show but like it was just a great summer like hanging out there playing music and my friend drew hanging out with him and he's since passed away and there are a lot of you know, when I've noticed this with both of my friends who I lost in the past few years where it's like there's just a bunch of little things that you shared that remind you of them. And and a lot of music from 2010 takes me back and it's a really great memory. Great time. So that's a perfect bookend. And I am jealous that that was your pick. Sorry. So that's it. Those are the best first albums that we picked. And I mean, you're not going to go wrong listening to any one of those. So dig in, check them all out. Yeah. 
All right. Well, those were the firsts. Now second, let us get to all the music we've been loving in our touts. Totes. They're back. They've done it again. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Omnium Gatherum. This album rules. This might be my favorite one since like uh, Nanagon Infinity. It's really, it's really good. It's a bit check it out. It's a bit metally, but it also like it's just very much like it's a longer album from what I remember. Um, But it really, uh, it just really kind of evolves throughout. And I, uh, I've been a really big fan of it. I give it two listens, and I, I can't say anything but but good things. Like I, I like the direction they've gone in. There's a little bit of hip hop influence, which is interesting. Not surprising because I don't know that there's any genre King Gizmo Lizard Wizard won't <laughs> yeah. explore. Um, they need to. They're running out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like the, just the aesthetic of this is like this really like beige and tan like castle in the desert mm. with like metal writing like it's it's very cool nice. i like it a lot uh i give it a listen like i i think there's a bit of yeah king gizzard fatigue sometimes check this one out i'll check it a big release last week push a t with it's almost Ooh. dry yeah Ooh. amazing yeah. i've been like just listening to dreaming of the past on a loop Kanye's production and it's like yes I know he's like stalking his ex-wife and doing a bunch of shit um his production just is the best hip-hop production he's he it's just I will eat it up every time it just it's so perfect the sample of Donny Hathaway using uh do a jealous guy by John Lennon and like his production is amazing and Pharrell's is awesome too yeah I I really like six uh, both of them I really like Neck and Wrist, which is featuring Jay-Z oh, and, and Pharrell. Oh, Neck is so good. That song's amazing. Diet Coke is definitely, yeah. like, the hit of oh, the album. Amazing. Uh, and, like, definitely makes sense for, for Pusha There's T. There's so many good ones. The man. Did you see? The man loves his, his Coke or Diet Coke. He sure does. Uh, he's cocaine's Dr. Seuss. I was going to say in the, <laughs> as I say to Brian in the Discord when he put that in there, I think he's more like cocaine's Dr. Katz, which... <laughs> Dr. Katz, <laughs> that cartoon in the 90s on Comedy Central. I want to see Pusha T animated in that style. Yeah, right. I know. Did you see the great. thing Pharrell said about him? Uh, no, what'd he say? Let me Google this. Did he call him a dinosaur like Kid Cudi did to Kanye? Uh, Pharrell apparently made Pusha T watch Joker because he's the exact same person as Arthur Fleck. <laughs> he does have a line on the album about uh my villain face in, Joker. Yeah, in preparation for this album so he made it go. watch it um <laughs> it worked and uh <laughs> but yeah like um push this like said like pharrell said it he's like he thought he was joking and then he's like oh this is me like actually so oh that's gosh. just such a crazy anecdote wow um did you see that he released yay versus pharrell and pharrell versus yay versions of the album where it groups their songs together one with kanye first one with pharrell first oh so, no that's yeah cool. it was just interesting like resequences that he released i'll check that out yeah i know you love a good resequence oh yeah and then uh the last hip-hop release that i really dug into someone i played last week 
and honestly, this album blew me out of the water. It's Linkwa Franca with Bell Ringer. Oh, so good. Wow. Like the, I love the track that I played, but there are like five or six other songs this yeah. album that I like even more. So it's a really strong entry. Like it's entered my yeah. top of the year. Yeah, the one featuring Jeff Rosenstock, the titular bell ringer, that song is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I really love Necessity, what you played. And uh, it was interesting too, like Kishibashi was featured, and I don't really know what he did exactly on mm-hmm. it because the features don't really distract from their sound because it's like, uh, it's just very like well produced in that way where it's like they add to it, but they don't really change it that much. Yeah, I, it's. This album, I have not seen a ton of discussion about it, and like, I will continue to tout it because there it's, should be. It's very good. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. Well, I got several. Hit me. Uh, well, I don't even need to talk about this one that much because we just talked about it. Wet Leg with their debut album, phenomenal. Amazing. It's uh gonna be on my top ten. I'm thinking. We'll see. Then we got Hatchy with Giving the World Away. I still haven't finished it, but I started it, and it's great. I know. I, it was I haven't like, started I, it. I just I have been so obsessed with Pusha T and Wet Leg that I like barely listen to any other new stuff. So I uh, just listened to a couple songs on it, but it it's uh, very 80s-ish and synthy. Also like some 90s sunny like acoustic jam on one, so there's some fun stuff going on. Um... Also, My Idea, which uh, our Discord friend recommended this for uh, us before, and they have their full length. And I haven't finished that one either yet, but they're a great group, and this is their debut. So who knows? Maybe it'll be on the best first albums next time. Yeah, that's huge, because I had really liked Lily Konigsberg's album from last year, and did not know she had new music out, so I definitely check that out. No, it's wild because she put out this EP that was so good and then put out a solo album, which was also really good, and now a full length here. I'm like, Lily, you're working. Good on you. Um, then we got Fontaine's DC with Skinty Fia. Yeah. I haven't completely finished it, but it was sounding pretty cool and ominous and yeah. not as like in your face rock all the time. There's some like interesting it's pulled back uh, like a little bit ones it's pulled back yeah. a little bit from their usual stuff but it's still got the the attitude that i think they're they're most known for um and then i got i bliss with raja's son which uh this was recommended to me from my cousin brian and uh it's just a cool producer with some good features nappy nina who's a good rapper that i recently discovered is uh, featured on a song, so it's cool. So yeah, those are my touts. Shall we move into our comfort albums? Absolutely. All right, and mine is uh, emphasis on comfort uh, because <laughs> this is "Love Sexy" by Prince. <laughs> I uh, uh... I. I had another comfort album ready to go, but I was like, not totally like, I just sort of picked one. And then uh, I was looking at uh, this for another playlist. I was looking at going to pick a Prince song. And this was the album that he, it's my favorite, came out four years after Purple Rain, the album before the Batman soundtrack. And that's a, um, that's a good sandwich. Yeah, so it's like, and right after Sign of the Times, which is like one of Prince's best, like post Purple Rain albums, where he experimented with like 
turning his voice into a female voice uh, and created this sort of like alter ego. And so it's like, it's got so much like weird eighties ish, but then there's some great, just like funk and like rock in there too. But we're getting towards like the end of Prince's eighties era. So it's like where purple rain is a masterpiece and beautiful. This is like a weirder masterpiece that came later. (laughs) That's how I view it. And uh, it is like a lot of like positive. There's a song called positivity. And even though it is a lot about sex, it's like about, you know, sex being like your weapon against the cruel, the cruelty of the world. And like you like taking advantage of your life, you know, making the most of your life in a way. And so it's, there's some wacky stuff on it, but there's some great, great songs and great sounds. And um, I mean, you got Sheila E as the drummer. This is just the new power generation of Prince. It's great. So definitely a comfort album, although a strange one. And funky. So this is a album that I will put on anytime someone is coming over that I don't know if they're I don't know their musical taste. Um so it's okay. it's something that it's like safe. It's safe, yeah, but it's so good. And uh it's Port of Morrow by the Shins. And Oh that's yeah. so that that like shoots to Nera, I think, is when the Shins totally took off. And Winton the Night Away was an incredible follow up to that. Right. Port of Morrow has Simple Song, which was like a huge song for them. But. Oh. Yeah. No, no. Keep going. But the whole album is, I think, kind of not so explored among like people listen to the shins. And it's so good. The Rifle Spiral, which is the first track. 10 out of 10. Incredible. Uh, I could listen to that song every day. It just like does this amazing. Just like up and down kind of sound to it. I I love this album so much and uh I yeah. It's it's oh, it's a safe pick. It is. It's a great choice. Uh Simple Song is awesome. I love that song and video. Uh by the way, this is some interesting serendipity. Well, first first off, I did have the CD of this because I bought it in my CD buying phase as we previously talked about, but also uh you know who played on this album was a member of the band for this album was Richard Swift. The artist I talked about who passed away No uh, shit. that I played on our best last albums. Yeah. He's the guy with the curly hair. You go watch the video. You'll see him in there. Wow. Like the brown curly hair. And uh, I think he's got like a goatee, but yeah, he's incredible. And that was one of his many credits was he played with the shins on this album. And I think he may have played on SNL with them. Yeah, I don't think like the Shins is necessarily an underground pick by any means. Um, but that album I think stands above the rest for me, and that's oh, I think you can't beat Wincing the Night Away. But this is a this was their comeback. It's a different era of Shins. So yeah, that's I mean, fair. it's very good. I like give give it give it one more listen and maybe just consider like that may might be their best. Yeah, not going to be Winston that way, but nice try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I tried. It's got sleeping lessons and phantom limb. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, we, uh, we are going to have to do a Shins episode now. We have t- divergent picks. We have uh, so many artist-specific episodes in the queue. And really, <laughs> my tots have been so light because I have been exploring an artist deeply 
uh, in preparation for our yes. our upcoming one. So oh, yeah. we really have to get to be it. Good. Let it not be it's a surprise. Um, but first, let us talk about the albums coming out this week that we are excited for in Shouts. I played them on the podcast uh, last year, I think. Uh, the album is finally out. It's Let's Eat Grandma with Two Ribbons. Yes. Very excited for this. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, fell kind of off my radar, and I was very much back on. Um, that Happy New Year song they put out in the new year was phenomenal. I love it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i excited to hear what this album brings. We have Toro Imwa with Mahal. I'm uh, very excited for that. Um, yeah. I've loved Didn't know about this. all of his recent stuff. Uh, we sure. have Block Party with Alpha Games. That's a band I used to listen to when I was much younger. And uh, Legends. Always like to hear new stuff. Uh, very quickly after her last release, we have Faye Webster with Car Therapy yeah. Sessions. Uh, nice. I'm very excited to hear that. Her album last year was really good. Action Brownson with Cocodrillo Turbo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Gotta love him. Yeah, I love Action Bronson, so I'm excited to hear He's that. Great. We have Melody's Echo Chamber with Emotional Eternal. I uh, I was a big fan of Bon Voyage, their 2018 album, mm. so I'm very excited to hear more of this. And uh, you know what? I really want to check this out because I'm not so familiar with his music as much as Sam's persona. But Bobby Shmurda with They Don't Know, I'm, dude. I loved Bobby Shmurda back in the day. I know, like and, I, he, it's um, been a long journey. I feel like, but I I'm excited to kind of check this out and listen. And I to don't remember the details of his case, but I think he had kind of a some a rough deal, a rough go. Yeah, it, I I, I've listened to a lot of stuff about it, and it was a uh, it's pretty unjust from what I remember. Yeah. So Plus, he, threw, um, he threw that hat in the air and it never came back down. It's legendary. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. But, there's there's um, some music video where he's like wearing a hat and he throws it up. And for like like it obviously went in front or behind the camera. Right. But it just looks like he throws this hat up and it just it never, never comes, comes down. down. Yeah, it's kind of incredible. Oh my god. Right. Um But yeah, glad he's back. Yeah. Luke, that's a ton and you've got even more. Hit me. Yeah. Uh, just a couple. So Kelly Lee Owens, great electronic artist, uh, with LP eight. The last one she put out was really cool, so I'm excited to check yeah. this out. Oh, the classic German metal band Rammstein with Zeit, which I believe means time. So, interesting. Gotta love Rammstein. My German teacher played him for us back in the day, and uh, he let us mess around way too much, and we just like watched a bunch of Rammstein videos in oh, class. That must be universal for all German teachers, because we all learned how to say... <laughs> Every word necessary to play. Oh, Shiza? No, no, no. We learned every word that was necessary to play Euchre, which was like oh. all four of the suits and like Trump oh, right. and like just like a few other things. And we like we'd have free German talk for half a class and we'd all just play Euchre in German every day. Kids out there, you got to take German class. It's I do not know any German. Class. I, I'd learned some, but yeah, not a ton. Um, and then we got girl pool with forgiveness, love girl pool. Exciting. Everything they put out is awesome. And, uh, so excited for that one. Tomberlin, great artist, uh, friend of Phoebe Bridgers. I see, seen them, uh, doing stuff together and 
I believe Tom Rowland just put out an EP like last year and it was good. And it was some like gentle folky kind of like folky, but kind of in the vein of Phoebe's. And um, so I don't know who needs to hear this is the name of the album. So that should be good. Diane Coffey, which is uh, Sean Fleming from Foxygen, his uh, project that he's been doing for oh. a few years. It's cool, like vintage pop sound. Uh, so always check that out. And then Front Person, which is uh, Catherine Calder from New Pornographers' uh, new project. And so uh, it's interesting because you've got four vocalists in new pornographers and they're all so distinct and I could pick all of them out. And when I, like I listened to the front person single, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's Catherine Calder. That's what her voice sounds like. It's just so funny because I'm like, there's ingrained in me now. Cause I've listened to their music so much. Um, but yeah, they've got parade front person. So check that out. And that's it for me. It's a bit, it's a big week. Yeah, that is a big week. Things have been picking up. So we've got some, Great songs lined up for future episodes, so come back next week. We'll have some good songs to play you. But that's going to wrap things up. we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff over there. And offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Got great columns, the zine, and podcasts over there. So lots of good music that you can discover. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is best song ever. And then we'll put an elevator ding so it'll be like severance. song ever not a podcast better jokes are clever and the tunes are cool it's worth this has been a production of planet amp podcast powered by pinecast